Enjoy the show. We're doing it live. He's still, he's not in this game. We started the game before he put in the 25 cents. Yeah, wait till next round. But wait, there's more because we got Cox. Charlie Cox, that is. Maybe Lee Majors wasn't available. Is he dead? I don't don't even know if he's alive. He's probably dead. Start the crock pot because it's going to be a long one. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid movie. Uh, your wife left you. What happened? You didn't update your drivers. That's right. Two in the All box. Right. We're now live. Ready to go. We be fast and they be slow. One thing they're not slow to is this. This is Purjangers and Wallhangers Media. Hip, got it. Uh, media Network presentation. It's the 181st podcast of the Triforce. Is uh, well, one of the many. We are the Triforce Podcast this week. I am Matthew Bucarell, the Matman, and to my right is Stephen Bucarell, the producer of the podcast, Big Brother. Not so omnipotent present this week, but, you know, uh, certain things came <laughs> that up. That dog hasn't moved in two minutes. So no, Stretch no. that leg out. Yeah, really has. That leg is hurts. And, of course, Link Diablo, Hero of Time, being it's our a third. great place to sit. As well as behind me, our our cardboard Kelly, because uh, everybody's busy. Katarina has some personal stuff going on. Our everybody else author. has died. Yes, uh, Corona has re- killed everyone in the world. Respawn has pending for most. Hey, there he is, Chris. Hello, PJ and family. Uh, I will be back next week, and that is a threat. So uh, we want you to hop on over so is here. That reincarnation or. Yeah, no, ah, he just hasn't put in his twenty-five cents yet. Ah, so it's he's still baseball. he's not in this game. We started the game before he put in the twenty-five cents. Yeah, wait till next round. Yeah, you got to wait until next round. But this round, we want you to start hop on over here to pjandwh dot com, where you're going to find all the funny moments, including last week's try for or. Uh, Lugnuts podcast as well as Triforce podcast is in there. We have last week's Lugnuts as Lugnuts Sports Mode seats optional. Nice. Yes. Save weight. <laughs> we just thought of that at the end of this. Yeah. You'll see that at the end or not. Tune into know. the YouTube version where you can find the end credits, and which is in every one of these videos, including last week's Triforce podcast, Lower Force, Admiral RuPaul Thrawn. That's right. I'm still going for that one, man. I'm still really. I'm, I like it. I like I, I'm. It. I'm voting for RuPaul to really, Thrawn really helm the Thrawn, Admiral Thrawn, you know, role into a new, different way that maybe you didn't know you would like, like the way we start off this podcast, okay. which is, of course, Triforce. Welcome to Triforce, indeed, and we start off tonight, cursed, uh, cursing metal cage. Uh, Metal Gear's Solid's Isaac. Uh, Cyberpunk breaks a lot, like me. Galactic Federation picks and more on the Triforce podcast. And we want to hop on over to the first story, which is going to be a little bit of DP action. Oh, that's me. Yeah, man. It's a little DP action, which is Deadpool, of course, you dirty minds. Deadpool is getting his own manga series. So uh, the Merc with the Mouth is hopping on over to the uh, Japanese version for a little time, a one-off series. Marvel will be teaming up with Shonen Jump to produce Deadpool manga series titled Deadpool Does Samurai. Deadpool speak Japanese now? 
Ah, it's going to be translated. Or it'd be funny if it was still English. That would be hilarious. If he speaks and he, English you know, and everybody else speaks Japanese, just didn't that'd be great. A word. But oh, that'd, uh, be sweet. that'd be awesome. But possibly hinting at future manga crossover <laughs> events, which would be awesome. And as we see here in the uh, uh, behind us, is there's a My Hero Academia um, manga what? in his hands. So, oh, okay. yeah, I see. He is obviously, I'd say that's a nice crossover for him to go in, especially coming out of Marvel, because My Hero Academia is obviously all about quirks. And that just kind of makes sense, you know? So I really think that it would be a disservice to Deadpool to not see him in other classic series. The new series will be premiering on Shonen Jump, uh, actually today. Um, the popular digital media manga platform, which has made its name by hosting an array of popular manga, including iconic big three, Naruto, One Piece, and Bleach, which are must-sees for any uh, anime fan, and especially manga fan, because, you know, sometimes the mangas go very traditional into the source material, a lot like, you know, any other kind of media. And other ones really kind of gloss over stuff to where you can learn a lot more about the ca- uh, the world mm-hmm. that you're interested in just by watching that. So that's one of the things that I like with the Merc of the Mouth because especially I really feel he'll have a very special Spider-Man-like connection with Deku. What? Uh, Deku's the main character who's the guy on the manga okay. right here, which is uh, De- uh, uh, Izuka Midoriya, the main, ca- uh, main character of okay. it. And I really think that Deadpool's going to love this. I, and it's opening the door for more stuff. In a teaser tweet by Bill Roseman, Deadpool appears to be reading the Mind Hero Academia series. The whimsical, sarcastic hero may find himself relating to the quirky characters of the My Hero Academia world. It's a fitting choice. Uh, the hope is for future crossovers that can be held in confidence considering they have occurred in the past, though not with Shonen Jump specifically. One-off crossover event between Avengers and Attack on Titan, titled Attack on Avengers, adequately, uh, back in June 2015, included fan-favorite characters from both franchises, including the armored colossal titans from the uh, Attack on Titan coming face-to-face with Spider-Man and superhero teams like the Avengers, Marvel's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and more. Manga and Marvel crossovers are still presently few and far between. This is, uh, along with this Deadpool Samurai, hopefully hints at more events in the future. It is available today on the Shonen Jump. Only today? Well, and in the future, too. Starting today. Starting Uh, today, yeah. So it's not like today or you you can never get it. Today or bust. No, it's not today or bust. But um, one thing that is definitely uh, good news for Sony is okay. the next story. That's a horrible segue. But uh, Sony is buying Crunchyroll for, uh, from AT&T for $1.175 billion. <laughs> That's one expensive Crunchyroll. That's a expensive Crunchyroll, but it is, uh, Crunchyroll will be, uh, become part of Sony's Funimation which already licenses many popular TV shows, well, anime shows, such as Attack on Titan, Full Metal Alchemist, One Piece, and more. 
Now that uh, Sony owns both Crunchyroll and Funimation, the company has a tremendous power over anime in the U.S. and titles uh, and their content. Netflix also heavily invested in both licensing and producing its own anime content. So it's really the battle with anime lies between Sony and Netflix right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you do have Hulu, which is Disney, but they're not. I mean, they have Fire Force, but it, it, you know, nothing really solid that is their own. May the best content win. Yeah, you know, Joanne Wage, general manager of Crunchyroll, in a statement said Crunchyroll has built a world-class brand with a passionate fan base of over 3 million subscribers, 50 million social followers, 90 million registered users. These amazing fans have helped uh, to propel anime into a global phenomenon, combining the strength of uh, Crunchyroll brand and the expertise of our global team with Funimation. It's an, an example... Uh, which Funimation is an ex- exciting prospect and a win for the incredible art from of uh, art form of anime. Having trouble piecing together words, but who isn't? Yeah, man. Um, AT and T has been shopping this for a while. We've been we even reported this for you know a good bit. So not really a surprise. Uh, reportedly, Crunch AT and T wanted Sony to buy. Uh, crunchy roll for about 1.5 and sony was like mm, eh, eh. so mm. they ended up settling close to that one you know one billion fr- you know uh, figure 1.175 is not bad that's a lot of money it's gonna yeah. buy a lot of crunchy rolls at the uh chinese food store yeah it is man and it's gonna buy a lot of content for that and uh i gotta say that's a big bucket of win for sony yeah, you're gonna have everything right in one go. The the things that's you know Funimation didn't have, now you got that. But yep. another thing that may come about is this next story: new Star Wars animated show is rumored to be set in the High Republic, and okay. uh, there is a rumor that Lucasfilm is expanding the reach of the High Republic. According to sources close to Cinelinks, Lucasfilm is currently developing three different animated Star Wars shows. In addition to The Bad Batch, details on all three shows have yet to be revealed, but Cinelinks heard that one of them might be set during the High Republic. The possible High Republic series is said to be in the earliest stages of development, so there is no other information available at this time. If the rumor is true, it will mark the la- uh, the latest change in Lucasfilm's stance on where the High Republic content will come from. The original High Republic announcement said, This period on the Star Wars timeline will not overlap with any of the films or series currently planned for production. The idea of this was given, uh, giving the creators of the High Republic materials complete creative freedom to not have to worry about movies or TV shows and where they're going and how they're doing. So this stance has already been changed with the announcement of the High Republic VR game. Instead of the limited reach of the High Republic, now it looks like Lucasfilms could be planning for uh, the High Republic to be the era, an era explore, uh, you know, explored throughout multiple forms and medias. So that being said, it does take a long time for animated series to be made. So I wouldn't hold your breath on this one anytime soon. 
But if that is where they're going, it does make sense. We already know we're getting the Bad Batch of an animated series. Mm-hmm. Now, they may make that like they did with Resistance to where, eh, you're only going to get two seasons. And then go on with something else mm-hmm. to really explore that because they've con- they're have they going in a different era. They could use it to set other stuff up. Yeah, Bad Batch is still Skywalker's uh, saga to where if they have this and maybe, you know, a different future thing in the works, you know, we have the Disney earnings call happening today. It's like a four-hour earnings call. Disney's a really big company. And then we also have the Game Awards happening tonight as well. So next week we're going to have a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, the old man threatened that he's going to be there next week as well. So we'll have to see what happens with this. Maybe they will confirm this next week. We'll be saying, yep, we reported it last week. High Republic confirmed because they're doing a lot more with the comics and the novels. They're starting to get a lot more wind under that, mm-hmm. and especially mm-hmm. with a lot more of the artwork. Some of the lightsabers in the concept art they were bringing out were looking a lot more like elegant, like the, F, uh, the infamous Obi-Wan Kenobi quote, they were a weapon of a more elegant time to yep. where it was a very elegant cross guard on the lightsaber. I can't wait to see what Ultra Saber has uh, in store for us. Oh, man. They're going to do some amazing shit. You know? Yeah, it's going to be very Because you already know they probably have Ahsoka Tano, if not working on it currently. I do think they have they have to have something Ahsoka Tano. You know, she's been in the universe way too far to not have an Ahsoka Ultra Tano. Saber. We will at the advertisement. Yes. Free advertisement right here. Check out Ultra Saber for all your so- Saber needs. Um, Need a lightsaber. Yeah, man. Best lightsaber you can get is an Ultra Saber. The now, only lightsaber. Call us for advertising, right? Please. And we'll talk about it again. Yes. That's your free one. Everyone gets one free. <laughs> so. One free. I would love to see where the High Republic goes. Sponsorship. Yes. <laughs> that's the sponsorship. So, I'll, we'll have to see because they could also bring up more uh, the Old Republic. Yeah. And they can reference that in the lore to kind of give it the two teabagging double dip. Another DP, if you will, uh, of Star Wars variety. Okay. So, something else that's dirty is going to be happening on Netflix in the next story, which is going to be with Nicolas Cage. Okay. Nicolas Cage is to host history of swear words on netflix i'm sorry what yeah man the con air actor is fronting the show wait 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 wait, wait. look at that picture i'm sold i know that's it i don't need to hear anymore it's I'm just sold. an elegant looking you know very learned <laughs> astute you know uh very proper looking nicholas cage he's done a lot of looking <laughs> up of his favorite swear words and he's just like i need to talk about this he has the globe. That Finally, opens up. someone is talking about something important, and he's using his globe very efficiently. As you see, he has a bunch of his liquor. Right I wonder there. if he's filming in one of yeah. his many castles. Oh, probably. You got then he could write it off, man. Tax expense. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. But I'm not an expert at overseas. I, yeah, tax I write-offs. see it's a tax expert. If you're using don't. your own castle for a movie. Netflix series. I think you should be able to write that I off. Don't, I don't. I don't think that's how. She gets some kind of credit. So the Con Air actor is depends on which country show, it's in, <laughs> which explores the origins, pop culture usage, science, and cultural impact of curse words. 
um, through interviews with experts in uh, entomology, pop culture, historians, and entertainers. The six-episode series of roughly about 20 minutes each dives into the origins of fuck, shit, bitch, dick, pussy, and damn. All of your favorite curse words. You're missing some. Carlin stated more words. I would like you to cover all what Carlin said. Don't don't give out everything, man. You got to just entice them, and then you get a season two with all the (laughs) other ones. (laughs) You you don't play your full hand. We all know our favorite curse words. They don't have cunt on there. How could you not have cunt? I mean, it's rather simple, but still, you're going over the pop culture usage as well. And they have a very, very it's our big cast. Favorite. The show, yeah, the show launched. Especially when he can't get something the one working. I'm, yeah, that's project. the one I most remember as a kid, <laughs> him using, is fucking cunt. You know? They yeah, got the fuck. I'm not going to say I know that. I-N-G. I know I'm what that is in that grammar. One. But, you know, I mean, that's the, that's the kind of, you know, you, you got to break down these words so we can understand it. It's taboo unless you understand where it comes from. And, it's still uh, going to be taboo afterwards. Yeah, it's but it's going to be an awesome I know, show. I know the origins of a lot of words. And yeah, it's going to be an taboo. awesome show with Nicolas Cage. I mean, how could you go wrong with him and go inter, you know, going in interview style? The show launches January 5th. It's produced by Funny or Die and B-17 Entertainment. Uh, history of swear words. Guest stars include Joel Kim, Booster, uh, DeRay Davies, Open Mike Eagle, Nikki Glazier, Patty Harrison, London Hughes, Jim Jeffries, Zenab Johnson, Nick Offerman, Sarah Silverman, Baron Vaughn, and Isaiah Whitlock Jr. So a couple big comedy names in there. You got Sarah Silverman, mm-hmm. Jim Jeffries, mm-hmm. Nikki Glazier, a bunch of the, those are the ones that stand out to me immediately. And then you have your experts, which include cognitive scientist and author of What If the F. Benjamin Bergen, or Bergen, linguist Annie Charity Hudley, professor of feminist studies Mariel Miller Young, film, uh, film critique Elvis Mitchell, I don't know why I went French with that one, uh, author of <laughs> Holy Shit, A Brief History of Swear Words, Melissa Moyer, and word by word author Corey Stamper. So they got their, they're pulling out their big guns for this one, man. And they're going over uh, all your favorite ones. Fuck, shit, bitch, dick, pussy, damn. They're missing out on the other Carlin ones because that's season two coming next. Okay. Well, I like the next story, man. DC is heading in a new direction with a female-led Plastic Man film. Plastic Man? Yeah, Plastic Man, for those of you who don't know, was a reformed criminal during a heist. He got uh, doused with some, you know, radioactive shit, and then he could find out he could, uh, you know, morph his body, elongate it. In the 30s and 40s, they really thought radioactive material solved everything, didn't they? Yeah, man. So... He was a reformed criminal, reformed to be a superhero, and that was his whole thing. He was part of, you know, uh, he was DC. He was part of the Justice League, you know. He would pop in, even in a crisis on Infinite Earths, he he pops in there. So, very prominent role. Now they're switching that over to a female. I don't care. Plastic woman. Come right ahead. 
I don't care. Whatever. Plastic Zer. Go ahead. Just I don't care. Just, work, just make a good work, movie. Work on the story. Yeah. Make a nice, solid, chunky story. Now, here's the good thing. Two years ago, DC confirmed Warner Brothers was developing a Plastic Man film based on the uh, eponymous car- comic book character created by Jack Cole. Now, the studio is moving the project in a new direction with Blacklist writer Kat Vasco being hired to pen the latest screenplay. Blacklist, obviously, great show. We'll get FBI stuff. Mm -hmm. We'll get, you know, criminals being turned into heroes. I don't see a a bad, uh, uh, you know, I see this as an easy layup. I don't see a bad turn here. You know, you have a good blacklist was really great, especially penning mm-hmm. the script of that. And now getting your, your paws into this, a Hollywood reporter has learned Vasco has now been hired to reimagine the Plastic Man film as the vehicle for a female lead with the project in the earliest stages of development. It remains unclear if uh, the new take on the materials meaning uh, means that the film will undergo the title change or not. The project will be overseen by D.C. President Walter Hanneman, uh, Hamada and uh, Chatnal Nong. Warner Brothers is also attempting to bring Plastic Man to the silver screen since the 90s. The Wachowskis had uh, completed a screenplay by 95 that uh, ultimately ended up being shelved, though Keanu Reeves Reeves was reportedly attached to the project as Plastic Man at one point. How much would you have loved that? That's pretty much John Wick, except he gets superpowers. And no dog. I'm pretty sure there's not a dog. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not very up on Plastic Man. Yeah. But that Blacklist writer, you know, I I think Keanu Reeves would be better. But that's me. I'm a Keanu Reeves fan. I'll still watch it. I don't care if it's a female lead. It could be an android or a hologram. I don't give a crap. But... One thing you may give a crap about is the third film that's coming out soon-ish that you want to hear about. Everybody's been worried about it, and everybody heard about it. We got news on it now. It's the next story, man. Three is coming, man. Ant-Man 3. Sorry to lead you on there, nerds. Ant-Man 3 is going to have Michelle Pfeiffer. She has confirmed that she is coming back. Don't worry, we have that other one next. Little teasing there. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer confirmed she's uh, returning as Janet Van Dyne in Ant-Man 3, as well as revealing when she starts filming the third film. Uh, During an appearance on Ladies First with Laura Brown, the actress briefly noted, I'm supposed to do Ant-Man, the third one, before going on to say that she thinks production will start beginning in spring 2021. Seems likely that Ant Man okay. could arrive in theaters at some point twenty twenty two. You know, provided well, there aren't any other sense. further delays in the Marvel slate. Could they travel through time and release it now before well, they film it? Hopefully. A lot of people are hoping that the next film will expand on the mysterious powers Janet had after returning from her time in the quantum realm. So Yeah, you don't little... drop like a bombshell like that and yeah. expect everyone to go like that's okay, goodbye. No, I don't want to I don't want to know about that. So I that it's makes like sense. That part, it's like that point in the Matrix when she mentions she calls uh Agent Smith's son and you just drop it? What are you doing to me? Don't mention it. After that, that's done. That's yeah. it. 
No, we got nothing to do with that. But, you know, you got a, the one Wachowski okay. making Matrix 4. Maybe they're going to pick that up. One of them? Know. They Hold didn't on. actually. One of them is making it? I think only one of them. It was Lana Wachowski, I believe. I, I, I don't know. So, although. I didn't, I didn't know their names before. I don't know them. their names yeah. now. Although, it'll be some time before Paul Rudd leaves back into theaters as Ant-Man. It's slowly becoming uh uh, becoming a fascinating project over a Marvel Cinematic Universe after it was announced that Jonathan Majors has joined Ant-Man 3 as Kang the Conqueror. We what about Lee Majors? Ago. They consider Lee Majors. I don't think he was really fit in for that role. They went with John Majors. Maybe Lee Majors wasn't available. Is he dead? I don't, I don't even know if he's alive. Just, he's probably dead. The name sounded similar to me. You know what? We'll go with that. Maybe he's not dead. I don't know. But, you know. We'd love to have you on Lug Nuts and talk about your cars. Yeah. That's it. Nothing more. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Kang the Conqueror, he is a time-traveling villain that might appear in the MCU going forward for this film. So, we will ooh, we will have to see how Kang fits into this. But there's a lot of rumors swirling about about this film as, as well as others. It's good to know that certain people are going to be tied back to the film, like Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly. You know, Janet Van Dyne here, Michelle Pfeiffer, as well as Michael Douglas. You know, you're getting the whole band back together for another film, and I do believe the previous director of the first two is going to be on this as well. So it's going to be another great movie. Well, the last ones were good. Oh, yeah. Let's hope that this one doesn't suck because threes have a tendency to suck. They do have a tendency to suck. But this next three, well, there's a lot of movies. The third Hulk didn't suck. That was the one with Ed Norton, right? Was that two? Well, that was technically two, and then technically you could say that, like, you know, Thor Ragnarok was partially his movie, too. But this next three, this is the one that everybody has been talking about. Rumors are swinging on it. Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. So Tom Holland's third installment for the Spidey franchise will be getting a little packed. Reports are saying that past Spidey members are returning for the movie like Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, and Tom Holland as Peter Parker. Kristen, uh, Kirsten, Kirsten or Kristen? I have no earthly idea. I, think I don't even Kir- know who she is. Kristen Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. I don't know. It's one of the two. One of the Dunstes is going to be returning as MJ. Uh, Alfred Molina is back ah, as Doc She was the Ock. one with the red hair. Yeah, yeah MJ. Um, M- uh, Emma Stone is returning as Gwen Stacy as well. But wait, there's more because we got Cox. Charlie Cox, that is. Charlie Cox actually said, uh, I saw one report that said he said that he actually signed the deal to be on Spider-Man 3 before the rights reverted back to Marvel. So it was already done, and all those rumors of him all this time of him being on, they were all true. He was already in it. Well, you know, when you can't say anything, what do you say? NDAs You say? Nothing. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. So we got Charlie Cox back. He is also reportedly joining in, reprising his role as the long-suffering lawyer vigilante daredevil. As well as Benedict Cumberpatch as Dr. Stephen Strange. Uh, Jamie Foxx as Electro, and J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. You know what would be nice? If this movie sort of mashed up with Doctor Strange and they sort of 
smashed in there with the whole multiverse thing. And now, Doctor, he does it from here, and he does it from over there. I forget the I forget the it. woman's name, but Doctor Strange's Doctor love interest in the first one, the chick that helped him when he was all fucked up. In the we'll middle. call her Gary. No, we're not calling her Gary. It was Doctor. It was Doctor Pamela. Okay, well, whatever. So if you want to go with her actual name? Not Doctor Gary. Doctor Gary is a different guy. <laughs> was that Doc, Bert Kreischer's doctor or something? No, the idea. Anyway, um, she is going to be returning for into the multiverse of madness. So we're getting a lot of returning characters coming back into this Marvel multiverse. Now we're getting our original Spider-Man of Tobey Maguire and his Doc Ock. We're getting Andrew Garfield with his Electro. Mm-hmm. You know, and we have. We it have, has very good potential. There's rumors of Venom coming back mm-hmm. and, and Tom Hardy. And we could have a Sinister Six mm-hmm. m- mixed with like a Spider-Verse feel to where we have multiple Spider-Verses. Now, Kirsten Dunst and Emma Stone, you could have them in the beginning and end of the movie as to where that's the their, you know, uh, realm mm-hmm. that they're returning to, you know, with that MJ or, or you know, Gwen Stacy. So that you could easily have them in there. Now, Gwen Stacy, you could also have her in mm-hmm. as Spider-Gwen and her yeah. spider, mm-hmm. you know, version. So there's a lot of different ways we could there's do it. There's a this. lot of ways they could do it, and there's also a lot of ways they could fuck it up. Exactly. But getting Charlie Cox, bringing him back in as Daredevil on this film, we, both, we all know he's got to clear his name. What better lawyer? You know, you could have easily went okay. with She-Hulk, Jennifer Walters, because she has this whole series coming up, and that's easy way to introduce her. Another better way is to finally show fans, no, Spider-Man and He could be in the movie, but he has to be a lawyer. All right. We'll see, man. I want to see Daredevil, too. But, be a lawyer. I mean, lawyer I... Lawyer first, superhero second. I'm just saying. I'm sorry, I out. couldn't help you fight Galactus and save the world. I had an important case. I had to go help some people in Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> there was a mugging. That's all right. It's not important, is it? Well, it's my life. And so, hey, man, it's a trade-off. It's a trade-off. That's the point of it. It's not always a cut-and-dry, easy thing. But Daredevil being in there, even in just a lawyer capacity, just as he a teaser to be like, hey, Pete, let me get you. Let me get you. Oh no, I'm not going to say that. Hey, Pete, let me get you off. He's a child. He, that's legal. Yeah, that's that's that's. <laughs> let he's me get still you. in high school. That's he's not even 18 yet. That's. That's moving on to another store. What's, what else do we got here? We Stranger got, Danger is a thing. Uh, um, Spider Man. Oh no, wait. Daredevil. Stranger well. Danger aside. God, that might be a title. Um, <laughs> I think this film has a good bit of promise, and there's a lot to it. We'll have to see if these rumors come true. A lot of them have been turning true, um, but it has promised. Maybe not like the next story. Maybe the next story has promise. I don't know. I know the guy has a great track record, and the games are notoriously long. So if you're going to watch this movie, make sure you pull up a sleeping bag because you're going to be in for some incredibly long dialogue. Yeah, no. Just hook Stop up the at I- the supermarket. Hook up the IV. You know, yeah, get everything in Start there. Start the crock pot. 
Because yeah. it's going to be a long one. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid movie cast its Solid Snake. And the Metal Gear Solid movie has been in the works for years now. But besides Jordan Vaught Roberts serving as director, yeah, there has not been much news about what the fans can expect from the film. According to uh, a report by Deadline, Oscar Isaac, if you don't know who that is, you're going to want to scroll down and you're going to find his picture because it has one of the most memorable pictures you will remember him from. That is Poe Dameron. From the Star Wars sequel trilogy, and who's he playing? Who's he playing? Solid Snake. And pose the the hairy one in the back. No, that's no, Chewbacca. I'm just, I'm just kidding. And actually, they couldn't see Chewbacca because yeah, there we go. Okay. Now joke, joke only works if you can see. Him. <laughs> yeah, you got no, the joke only works if you can't see him because then. And who's the hairy guy in the back? I don't know. I just see you. Yeah, you yeah. don't see I anything. Really... <laughs> now it's funny. <laughs> By accident. So we have Oscar Isaac will play the role of Solid Snake in the Metal Gear Solid film adaptation. According to Deadline, production date uh, start date for Metal Gear Solid has yet to be decided, but now that Isaac is attached to Star, it should become a higher priority for Sony Pictures moving forward. Which I would have to imagine. You know, he's, you know, becoming this gigantic star from all these roles that he's done, which Isaac is best known, like I said, for his role as Poe Dameron in Disney's Star Wars sequel trilogy. But he has also appeared in many blockbuster films like X-Men Apocalypse. He was Apocalypse. You probably don't really recognize him because he was in a lot of makeup and, you know, didn't really look like the comic Apocalypse. Looked like a raisin. Not a California raisin either, because then he would have been cool. But moving to the <laughs> looking ahead, Isaac is expected to portray Moon Knight in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he is also in a starring role in the upcoming Dune reboot. Which you will need a family diagram to understand who you're actually looking at and who is talking and what it means but which will uh, also premiere simultaneously in theaters as well as streaming on the HBO Max's next year, which I was looking at some stories. A lot of people, including Christopher Nolan of the Batman you know, trilogy as well as Tenet and other things, he was slamming HBO for making that decision. He got really? his panties in like it, huh? a complete bunch hmm. he likened it to saying you know you thought you were working for the best company ever and then you woke up and it's just like oh wow you really don't like this even though the fans have no right. problem do, do they know they're paid to play pretend you know and disney just announced today that one of their animated films is going to be in theaters as well as on streaming they realized that you Mulan, know we're getting record numbers of dead in the streets, and this is what you complain about. Exactly, and now record numbers of dead in the streets. Just roll them out to the curb. Yeah, don't just roll them out to the curb. I'm kidding. I'm, no. I'm really kidding. Bring I'm out kidding. your dead. You wait for the cart. We're not. We're not there yet. I'm not dead yet. Wait till chronic wasting disease gets to us. Then you just flop them on the curb. Yeah. So uh, let's hope it doesn't get here. Diseases aside, um. The Dune reboot, I really like that. But I think that 
you have to understand that one, yes, we are in a pandemic, and two, you have to roll with the punches. Disney's uh, Disney, what uh, they tried with the video on demand with Mulan, that did not work. They didn't get the Trolls World Tour kind of numbers on that, so they didn't pull the numbers that they wanted. So they have to move on from that. A lot like us with the next story. Yeah, we have neighbors. neighbors They're allowed to have fun outside. You're going to have to wait. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, another dog within a eight-block radius has gone outside. Yeah. We have to check. Yeah. We're not going to check. We're not going to check, but we are going to check We're going to check on this next story. Which is Netflix on. seemingly working on a Sonic the Hedgehog animated series for 2022. All we have is that uh, little post there on uh, the Twitters. Right Netflix right tweeted... The announcement of Sonic the Hedgehog 3D animated series for 2022, but removed the tweet soon after. The tweet reads, rings, check, sneakers, check, speed, Sonic's uh, Sega's legendary video game icon Sonic the Hedgehog races into Netflix in a new 3D animated series. It'll be Sega. Sonic will be fine. Yeah. uh, Sega Wild Brain. HQ of Teletubbies and Carmen San Diego, and uh, Man of Action Entertainment of Ben 10 and Big Hero 6 premiering in 2020. So they probably were, they were saying they probably weren't supposed to announce this one until after the Game Awards. And yeah. that kind of makes sense. Like, yeah, Sonic, Netflix, that would be mm-hmm. something that, yeah, we want to drop this after that because it's nice. And uh, that's something that they may want to do. So, another thing we want to do is go on over here to the next story, which is, of course, ever our advertisement and the halfway point. While uh, Big Brother goes to escort our mascot outside to look for the dog in the eight-mile radius, this is what we have to deal with every day. We want you to hop on over here to 23 East State Street and Media PA to go on over to the DVD and Game Exchange and talk to Mark and... He'll uh, welcome you, and uh, he'll walk. You'll walk into his store, and he'll say, "Broski," and you'll say, "Broski," and then uh, he'll also remind you that Katarina is banned from my store. Unfortunately, unfortunately, but you know, you you move on from Cat, and then you go on to you know Kelly. Kelly and I are twins. Which is true. It is true. I saw I saw the Ancestry.com information on that one. And, of course, uh, you know, you want to hop on over there because they have all the latest in the new games, the used games of your childhood and retro style, as well as the $5 wall of all the Blu-ray and DVDs that you want to watch. And not, not really as many, Spider-Man 3. Got rid of all, the whole case because apparently kids had a, a bet. So there's not as many of those, but you know, you really you only need to watch that movie once. You don't actually even need to buy don't, it. Don't don't bother watching it once. You could actually just rent it or just don't stream don't it. rent it. Don't stream it. Watch Spider Man one and two. Don't watch and two because that's when we got that's when we got Doc Ock is in two. One was with Willem Dafoe and the uh, what, the what, what spoiler Green alert Goblin. Is up? 
Uh, Man Who Knew Too Little, and you should, then, well, you should listen, watch Man Who Knew Too Little instead. That's a much better movie. Yes, and, and, and or you get Bill Murray, Live Free, Die Hard, which is going to be releasing tomorrow. Yes, more so movies to come every Friday. We'll see another spoiler alert drop, and uh, we always want you to go over here to the uh, game, DVD and Game Exchange because right now they even have our next story up there, which is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, and. Uh, it's causing a bit of a mess on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox Ones. So uh, the me- Xbox Ones, and I, 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 I got to tell you, they're bringing out the memes. The story, they got a whole bunch of the actual problems caught on screenshot here, as well as memes, which are always hilarious. Cyberpunk released mid- at midnight last night, actually a little bit before that. And while few pl- uh, the few playing on the next-gen consoles are fat and happy, it looks like the PlayStation 4 and Xbox Ones, uh, the early impressions are not looking good. Reports are saying low frame rates, texture pop-in when the screen is busy, uh, and even when it's not, there is, a on lo- occasion, low-res blur to the visuals. Characters locked in a T-pose. A T-pose? Yeah, a T-pose. Yeah. Maybe doing a, I don't know. Always look on the broad side of life. Copyright. <laughs> so maybe they're doing that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> frozen in place or glitched into an object. You can still see the NPCs talk, but their mouths won't move. So you, Or you can hear them talk. And Tons of talking, no movement. Yeah. Thank you for watching, kids. And I want you to go find the glowing highlighted ball. Ooh, it's over there. So, I mean, first day. We look at the screenshots here. You know, first day, Pirates of the Caribbean didn't run the first day. Yeah. Jurassic Park, the dinosaurs ate all the people on the first day, so. I don't think those were documentaries. What? Those might have been movies. Right. Maybe. Maybe. So this isn't a documentary either. It's not. 2077, it did not actually have oh, these They're doing photos. time travel. Yeah, it's that's actually so worse than that in an apocalypse. But Glitches are explainable if it's time travel. You go down past this, and they actually have a couple of memes. And this one is funny because it's Mega Man. <laughs> and man, does uh, tw- Cyberpunk 2077 on base PS4 and Xbox One looks great. <laughs> and then you look below that. And it's a pixelated box art of it. And even here, it's the golden eye hallway <laughs> scene. And Cyberpunk 2077 has outdone themselves. And, you know, classic little uh, uh, low-res rat. The internet is just going ham on them. Oh, but they are hard right. at work. They'll fi- I'm sure they'll, fixes they'll, and they'll fixing fix those glitches and everything. All right? Whatever. And look, the next story will actually tell you that it's not all gloom and sunshine. Like I said, the next-gen consoles are fine, and a lot of the PC... No, not that one. The PC Master Race ones. I should have that on there. Yeah, second one. There we go. Oh, I thought we covered that already. Oh, we're not done talking about it. There's more problems? Cyberpunk 2077 is breaking something else. (sighs) Really? They're breaking Steam records, despite the technical issues. Oh, yeah, man. They're breaking records with this game. The immense hype 
for the game caused servers of both storefronts to crash for a brief window after launching on Steam. The hype is real, a CD Projekt Red dev wrote on Twitter about the temporary outage. Accordingly, that excitement shot Cyberpunk 2077 to the top of Steam charts with the uh, with the open world game immediately breaking the record for the most concurrent users in a single player game in the world. Impossible. Actually, it was just on Steam, so I wasn't really selling that. But (laughs) it's big, man, because prior to this, the honor was held by Fallout 4, which was another open world RPG that saw 470,000 fans Try to buy last, it at the same time. That's the last Fallout game I will acknowledge. Yeah, man, Fallout 4. But that was that's the last it. historic one on Steam that really got as many people. Day one, I have to play this right now. That's not the mentality with a lot of stuff now, especially with AAA titles. It's like, all right, yeah, you get your Call of Duties and you get your lifestyle games to where you log on to them every day, all the time. It's your classic one. Your friends are on there. But this game beat out Fallout 4. For that ultimate top spot of 470,000. That's a lot, man, man. What could beat that out? Well, Cyberpunk 2077 absolutely flew over that record with Steam reporting that the one-day concurrence clocked in at a staggering 1,003,264 fans. That's well over double the last record for Fallout That sounds like a lot of people. Oh, yeah, man. And it's particularly impressive when you consider the PC players are being split amongst platforms. And uh, as the game is also available on CD Projekt Red's own GOG storefront. To contextualize the enormity of this, Cyberpunk is currently beating out the number of concurrent players on the extremely popular multiplayer games like Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, and Dota 2. Those are both eSports games that attract millions of dollars in advertisement and all that other kind of stuff. It's so big of for this a single player game. They said single player games are dead and they're not. They're not. Because they're we not. have a huge game like this. People were ragging on it saying the big it's multiplayer games out. they just get a lot of press. Yeah. Doesn't mean but they were ragging on it, saying that it's going to come out by 2077. And especially, yeah, I was making those jokes as well. And especially since, you know, a lot of you know PC players weren't immune to this as well, you think they're just going to absolutely now, dump on it. The real, no. the real question is this. Do you think 2077 will happen first or Star Citizen will be released? That, <laughs> that is the real question. Sorry, Star Citizen. We, we love, love you, but, but no, you you, you got to show me some proof, Boo Boo. Where's Squadron Forty Two? You're taking your time that much. So PC players weren't immune to the technical bugs, but the top reviewers at the moment remind everyone to update your drivers. Honestly, it sounds all right. No, it sounds ridiculous. Update if the, well, your wife left you. What happened? You didn't update your drivers. That's right. If you updated your drivers, your wife would have never slept with that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's young. He's got millions of dollars. He's got. You thought you had to buy that thirty eighty? If you would have updated your drivers, your house wouldn't have exploded. That meteor wouldn't have landed on it. Never. (laughs) That's what I say to that. So I can say, never. 
Whatever it is, it's not that. It's never that. That's the first thing they always check. It never solves the problem. Can I tell you something? Okay. It solved my problem. Fuck them. <laughs> it's it my problem. It never did. solves a problem. It did. I logged on night one. They already had the patch on with Steam. You download the game, you're downloading that day one patch. All right? They already did their stuff. There was a load of bugs and glitches, a number of which I saw all on the internet. I had palm trees and a whole bunch of trees like it was the top layer, like the Triforce right here. You know, that's the trees, except it was right here in my face. But were they nice trees? Were they nice trees? They were palm trees. Not even a full palm tree, the short, fat ones. Nice, short, fat palm trees. I don't know. One was They really wanted to highlight that work, and we don't think you were appreciating it, aiding their work enough. Look, one was saying something anti-Semitic, I think. So it wasn't a nice palm tree. Um, but right, we should... the top reviewers are saying to check your update, update your drivers. And honestly, my point is, is that once I did update the drivers, I logged back into it. Mm-hmm. The game was playing as beautiful as I could imagine or ever want to. Now, the thing is, a lot of... I mean, I got a magic lamp with three wishes. Now, if you have a rig that is on the lower side of the requirement spectrum, you may have to wait for a patch if you're still having problems after updating the drivers. That's the thing. So, it's they're still working on the bugs and glitches all around. But the game currently still has mostly positive ratings on Steam to where... That's still impressive. Even with a buggy game, people are like... You "You know know what? what? I can't play it, but... This is good. It was fun to watch for those two minutes. That was that well, was no, nice. Well, no, none of the that bugs on nice. PC are, like, game-crippling bugs. It's just annoying shit. So oh, okay. it's just like, all right, it's annoying, but I'm still really into this story. Even when I was playing earlier, I was enthralled in the story because I know I'm going to see Keanu Reeves soon. And <laughs> the gameplay, the customization, the skills... Everything about this game I could say from the... Why would they like, name him Keanu Reeves in the story? It's that's Johnny amazing. Silver. Oh, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, but no, everything... I'm like, that's weird. I've Keanu played about Reeves like... doesn't have a maybe like, I've played about like maybe four or five hours of this so of so far, all right? My normal kind of game time. Um, I can say that from what I've played, it the gameplay is great. The characters are amazing. The city is alive. You see, it's not just a cookie-cutter person walking down the street... You see an American, I'm sorry, an American person. You see a crackhead. You see a bunch of different people in between. It's very diverse, and it's very just bristling full of life. There's a bunch of stuff to do, and it's really something that I can see just getting lost into. So I have nothing, no bad things to say. My only thing is... They'll, they'll, they'll Follow the master just, race, man. Just give it some time. Us PC, PC players, we're used to games coming out and them being buggy. And then you just go back a little bit later on, like what we said before, Star Citizen. There's a bunch of times where you're like, Map, I just got to check back in in a little bit. They'll have it better. I'll come back later. Yeah. For now, it. we'll move on to the next story. Yeah. After I drop my top. For now, we'll move on to the next story. Yes, we will. And uh, I will say that, you know, that has promise a lot like this one. Black, uh, well, actually, no, shit, that's a horrible segue. I am nothing but horrible segues today. Uh, BioWare loses Dragon Age 4 producer Mark Dara and GM Casey Hudson. He didn't die, did he? No, they just left. 
The developers were notable figures for at Bioware and associated heavily with the biggest IPs, with the chief studio officer, Laura Mealy, claiming in a statement that both will be loved and missed. No, that both will be remembered as an essential part of the studio's history. I mean, that's kind of just like a cookie-cutter little PC thing to say. Like, uh, you know, he was a, it was a good show, you know, a good sport. No, he was a company man. He was all right. You know, according to her, she... He never parked in my parking spot. <laughs> That's right. It's my parking spot. My that name's on it, Greg. Um, the decision will it's not, not affect... It's not legit. They didn't give it to you. You just spray-painted it there. The, the, current, it will, the decision will not affect the current lineup of games in development of Bioware with the title, uh, most... Uh, what everybody's looking forward to, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and the newest entry in the Dragon Age series is set to uh, continue as planned. With their departure, Samantha Ryan, former Senior Vice President of Productions and Game Development for Warner Brothers Games, will oversee the studio, while Christina Daly will be taking an executive producer slot on Dragon Age. But Casey Hudson is likely best known for serving as creative director on Mass Effect Trilogy and Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Two, four games, well, three, at least three solid games. Three and a half games that people really love. Three and a half. All right, 3.8. percent of games that people really love. You know, it's it's a solid, he was a solid content producer for him. So, I I mean, is he replaceable? Eh, to a point. But Casey Hudson brought a lot to the table with that. And especially with how, you know, he helped craft all these different properties. I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be, he's really going to be missed, especially with Bioware not being what they were. And now you're losing him, especially after all the, all the losses they've had already. So that's a big loss for Bioware. I think I got to say, uh, he originally departed the studio back in 2014. So it's not the first time, you know, announcing in uh, 2015 that he would work alongside Microsoft with the HoloLens. <laughs> Lens, and he later returned to the company in 2017 when Bioware's former GM, Aaron Flynn, va- uh, vacated his position. Hudson worked on Mass Effect and the uh, Knights of the Old Republic has forever cemented the developer as a significant name in the RPG genre. It goes down legendary in that genre as one of the bigs, you know, just like, you know, uh, Lord Britain. And Batman, Casey, when uh, Batman made games. I mean, Batman didn't really make games. What? No, that wasn't Batman. He wasn't real? No. Oh, I'm so disappointed. Meanwhile, Mark Darrow was a significant part of the Dragon Age franchise, even as when it debuted back in 2009. He was in Dragon Age Origins, or uh, Dragon Age 2, Dragon Age Inquisition, and Anthem. We won't blame him for Anthem. So, well, they'll be likely missed, but they will be working on some exciting projects in the future because these two guys aren't going to stop. People leave a studio, they form their own studio. Because obviously there was something about the last one they didn't like. Um, I do think people I think it was the dental plan. He left because of the dental plan. It's got to have a great dental plan. plan. They didn't have a good 401k. You know? They weren't matching. They just said, no, what's a 401k? Fuck you. I don't know. But you're going to like the next story because SNL's remaking of Stan replaces Eminem. With Santa Claus. We got really? the video below. You can just mute it. It's absolutely hilarious. Uh, in th- uh, this 
music video parody. Davidson, Pete Davidson, donning a white tank top and bleached blonde hair like Devin Sawa in the original video for Stan as uh, stars as Stu, an obsessive Santa Claus fan. Throughout the video, Davidson Stu writes and sends a myriad of letters to Santa, played by the host of SNL that week, Jason Bateman, which was episode 46, 47, somewhere around there, and uh, begged him to gift him a PlayStation 5 for Christmas. I'd like a free PlayStation 5 as well. (laughs) If you're giving out PlayStations, I'll take one. Yeah, he says, I tried to buy one at Walmart, ran around the shopping mall like Paul Blart, tried to find one for sale, but the thing is that they're all out. Yo, I even went to GameStop, and then I was like, oh, wait, stop. Santa Claus can make one. The man got his own workshop. When he fails to receive any response from Santa, wow, Video shows uh, Bateman, Santa, and the elves concerned over the letters. Davidson Stu grows angrier with uh, even his mom, played by Kate uh, McKinnon, chiming in the song as to why Stu hasn't been able to purchase the video game console. Eminem Stan featured Dido singing the chorus, but he has uh, Stan's mom (coughs) on the bed singing about it. He says, uh, but he can't buy it himself because he lost his job. He worried, uh, he was worried he was stealing from his boss. I'd be worried he's a scary guy. Later on, Bowen Yang appeared as Elton John to join uh, the song, like when Eminem and Sir Elton John performed Stand Together in the 43rd Annual Grammy Awards. Eminem makes a surprise appearance at the end of the video, being shown on TV in Stu's basement, the rapper opens up a, a Christmas present marked to Shady from Santa. Because throughout all these letters, <laughs> by the end of it, Santa was just like, Dear Stu, this is not, Santa is not here. And he leaves it at that. And <clears throat> then at the end, he then opens up the gift, Eminem opens up the gift to find a PS5 Stu, <laughs> Stu kept asking for. <laughs> And he says, that's crazy. PS5? I didn't even ask for this. <laughs> Eminem, Eminem says, after opening the president, he says, I guess Shady must have been a good boy this year. Sorry, Stu. You fucked up. So Eminem ended up winning in the end. In well, this story. okay. That's really <laughs> And then creepy. she's holding the PS5 instead of the like pregnant belly. It's just so well done as a parody. He's he's holding Valhalla there, and she's just going through. It is so well done, and this is probably one of my favorite SNL skits ever. That's why I had to add this in there, because everybody's going to want this. You can't find it anywhere. If you haven't gotten it, sorry for ya. It's going to be a sad Christmas, bucko. Better get creative. Um. Yeah, but go to the Damon DVD exchange and ask for a PlayStation Two and a PlayStation Three, and some it'll be tape. hilarious. He could probably help you out with Get both your own the two tape. and the three. Yeah, you know, he'll probably help you out with that. Or two twos and a one. Yeah, or five PlayStation ones. Tons of fun there, dude. He can help you out. Talk to Mark; he'll hook you up All with five PlayStation ones. He might actually have some tape to go with that. You know, 
<laughs> Bo and Yang is Elton John. It's just hilarious. That's what makes your day. It really makes the world go round. But somebody else may be making the world go round. And it's in our, nope, last one. Our last story, which is going to be the end segment. Because a former Israeli space security chief says extraterrestrials exist, and Trump knows about it. He says that there's a galactic federation of aliens. They've been uh, talking in agreements with uh, the U.S. and uh, Israel. And they pretty much agree that just the U.S. and Israel. Yeah, fuck everybody else. Um, and they That's pretty a much hard said, to "Believe to me, why wouldn't they talk to the Queen?" We're not going to let you in. She seems very nice. Well, we're not going to let you in the Galactic Federation until you guys shape up. Because if we expose ourselves now, giggity, why wouldn't they want to talk to Tom Hanks? It's going to cause mass hysteria. Maybe I Tom think Hanks. They would immediately want to talk to Tom Hanks. Maybe they have talked to Tom. Because he Hanks. seems like a nice guy. I mean, Tom Hanks would keep that in confidentiality, especially if they sure. did a little telepathy and said, hey, Tom. Especially if they brought an NDA. You know, hey, Tom, sign this NDA and don't tell anybody. Like, ah, don't worry. I know how NDAs work. <laughs> so, supposedly space aliens are well informed of our misgivings as being human creatures. And they said, you know what? You're not ready. It's going to cause mass hysteria, and that's what this is, uh, Israeli executive Are they is disappointed saying. with cyberpunk as well? You know what? They may have actually uh, helped get it out. We don't know that. Not they have a galactic federation. Let's confirm, man. no, a galactic federation. That means other aliens are more willing to work together than one planet worth of people. Great. But this had... My uh, my head spinning. I, I, something about this, just uh, I, I'm not so sure. Is it the secret base where they meet the humans and aliens meet on Mars, the subterranean secret base? That that could be it. That could be that. Did they mention toxins anywhere in the story? There were no toxins. No, no toxins. toxins. No Don't toxins. mention toxins. No toxins. That's generally where you smell that's bullshit why is when they start talking about hey, toxins. Man, that's why this is on NBC News, all right? They didn't mention toxins. They were like, oh, All right. that would be CNN. They're like, hey, it's toxin free. Okay, you could put it up. If there's no toxins in it, then we're good. Israeli, yep, go ahead. What did the Israeli you know, security chief say? I, I really don't think they'd exclude the rest of the world. Like, eh, they're just talking with us. We have at least Roswell. go with the G8. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, maybe they're just not talking. Maybe you know, Putin might be very reason reasonable. Now, the other thing that this to guy a space said, alien. The other thing this guy said is that Trump knew knows about aliens, and that he was well, about he to one. expose them. Trump was about to expose the aliens really? to us. He was mm. just like he said he was going to. Trump was about to expose the aliens, but then the aliens convinced him not to. As if anybody could convince Donald Trump anything. But that's the most unbelievable part of this. I believe okay. the subterranean, you know, UN base I on Mars before they convinced Donald Trump of doing anything. I don't believe in the subterranean base <laughs> on Mars. I don't believe they're only talking to the U.S. and Israel, not everybody else. But number one. Part. They're going to talk to the French. They're going to want to talk yeah. to some chefs, okay? Like, oh, they're yeah. not going to ignore France. Oh, they're going to talk to them. They're not going to ignore Italy because... They may ignore come Russia. Come on. It's Italy. Russia, China, maybe. I don't know. Well, China's too big. There's a billion of them over there. They're, they're going to see it. 
They're not going to ignore Poland either. Hey, they got some the great food over there as well. On the Joe Rogan, uh, the guys he was talking to, they went to the South African school. Yeah. And talk yeah. to the kids. That's totally believable. They're people persons. They're doing community services, outreach, community outreach, intergalactic community outreach. Well, go on Joe Rogan and then, then we'll talk. Yeah. But this had my uh, the old wheelhouse spinning of, well, if they're not going to let us into the Galactic Federation. Kids, I wouldn't let us in. I wouldn't either. What fictional alien species would you like to see on that Galactic Federation? Krogans. Oh, yeah. The Jardoon. <laughs> the Jardoon. The Jardoon yeah. would be amazing. You don't fight the Jardoon. <laughs> I see an intergalactic war between the Jardoon and the Krogans. Oh, that'd be great. I want to see that as a movie. Yeah, the Krogans would oh. cut their nose off to spite their face. Oh, yeah, yeah. man, and the Jadoon, dude, they are nothing to fuck with. No, 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 the Jadoon. Oh, Joe Moto, ho, The Jadoon, the, Kro- the Krogans, and the Klingons. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yes, man, that is exactly what you need. That is exactly what you need. But that wasn't that wasn't Damn, the, that wasn't the question. That wasn't it the really question. should have been. No, that wasn't the question. What would your ultimate alien death match be? <laughs> All you fight. That's not what a federation is supposed right. to do. I'm not sure if you watch Star Trek that closely. Okay. Um, but I I do like the Jadoon, though. I think they're very peaceful, well, lawful, uh, chaotic, lawful, lawful. I'm gonna go with the Borg. I mean, they'd be logical. Um, I don't a bit of assimilation. I don't think they'd be very reasonable, right? It, once again, federation. You know, kind of like the UN there. Star, the, yeah, yeah, the federation, right. the Starfleet. Is that what they yeah. start? Starfleet United Federation of Planets. Um, Vulcans, obviously, the soft picks there. I want to see what was that fucking gel, nice. uh, what was that one gelatin what alien the, uh, from Mass Effect? The one that was like really tall. The, the one with the arms? Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember the really tall names. one. Or the one, like, slopey face alien from uh, Star Trek. I forget the goddamn, you know, uh, race. But, uh, you know, any of those any of those classic ones. But I think if I had to go with one, I would ultimately, I'd have to side with uh, the Yoda-like species. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with... Um, Trying to think of something strange. I'll go with the Borg because they're all I can think of. You know what? The Kree from Marvel. Oh, yeah. The Kree, the Scrolls. Uh, Scrolls, no, not in the Federation, but the Kree. I think they could kind of, you oh. know. Paul. Paul. Yeah. The race Paul was. Paul, I'm going to go with that. Yes. Absolutely. That I'm going to go with them because that oh, was an awesome man. freaking movie. We might have to do that as a spoiler alert. Yeah. The, we're we're going to go look for Paul. Yeah. We're and gonna if do we that. can't find it, we're going to yeah, do something else. Do something else. But let us know below. Comment below what science fiction uh, alien species from what would you want to see on the Galactic If you're Federation? an alien and you'd like to talk, contact yeah. us right over here. At pjandwh.com. We'd love to hear about your car. Or Absolutely. Spaceship. Yeah, man. Check us yeah. out. And uh, we end off this podcast the same way every week, and that's with the thank yous. We want to thank you to Avery Robinson, Christina Courtney for liking last week's Triforce podcast, 179 Lower Force, 
Admiral RuPaul Thrawn. We want to also want to thank off, uh, thank off, uh, thank off, no, thank, thank you, off. no, thank you, no, no thank, thank you. you. Yeah, a thank. That's a thank off. It's very aggressive. <laughs> we also we offer sponsorships, sponsorships, and thank offs. Um, we want to thank Mark Gervais, James Phillips, Kelly Collins, Catco Google for liking and commenting on last week's Lug Nuts podcast. Uh, sport and mode you. seat optional, man. And this has been another long and crazy one. Uh, we'll have the gang back together for next week. If they can respawn. If they put the quarter in on time. You gotta. It's very important that you get the quarter in on time. We'll see you next week. This, this same, yeah, same pajanging time, time, pajanging, trying channel. channel. Yeah. So this is, of course, a long drown out goodbye. You know what I, that of means? Of course. M1 Matthew Bugrell, the Matman. To my right is Stephen Bugrell, Big Brother. You hear him barking in the background. Super Our crazy outside time. Our hero time, Link Diablo. We thank you. We love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. And as always, boys and girls, game on, boys and girls. Bye bye. Podcast day is a very crazy day. Very super, super crazy day. Super crazy time. Super crazy channel. Super crazy all over. Bye, gang. It's taboo unless you understand where it comes from. And it's still uh, going to be taboo afterwards. I'm sorry I couldn't help you fight Galactus and save the world. I had an important case. Hey, Pete, let me get you off. He's a child. That's illegal. Yeah, that's, that's, that's. <laughs> Bring out your dead. You wait for the cop. We're not, we're not there yet. I'm not dead yet. You, or you can hear them talk. And Tons of talking, no moving. Thank you for watching, kids. We're doing it live. Play on the tangers. That was a good segue. I got the right uh, intro titles up on all the screens now. Let's see. Yep. There it is. No. I, I, oh, right there. Oh, you meant, yeah, right there. Yeah, right there. Right oh, there. it is right there. Yeah. We keep it right there at the bottom. Yeah, right there. Triforce podcast. There's only two. It's still the Triforce because whoop, Cardboard Kelly. That we makes tr- three. We try. We do try. Thank God we got those. There's a dog down there. Yeah. There's a dog down there. Be careful. Don't step on my wiener. That goes in the box. And also... Comment below if you know what the box is. And also, in the end credits. Bye, gang. We'll have to do a review of that third movie. Bad Boys, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We'll have to. Or we'll have to go for one, then two, then three. Yeah. All right. I'm ready when you are. I am all set to go. Well, you know, Kat's not going to be on, and, you know, I'm not going to be on, and we haven't heard from Kelly, and, you know, we, we could do it on, you know, two on Sunday. and We do it on uh, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. In case the old man watches these old credits, this is exactly why I say yes. No, we are doing a podcast. If you guys would like to be on, I would more than love to be for you to be on, but... Meep.
I'll do it with, I have done it with just myself. Mm-hmm. I'll now do it with him because he's right there. Yep. And he has a good opinion. Yeah. An educated opinion and grumpy at times, but Most still. Most of the time. I'm very All, right. All right, fair enough. But still very thorough. But. Oh, good Lord. There we go. So uh, we can go. Mm, I'm going to have to do a little working with that one. So it's. And of course, we start off with tonight. Cursing. Uh, I didn't hit go live yet. Oh, I know. I'm just practicing. Oh, okay. Trying to get my levels right. Cursing Cage. Metal Gear Solid Isaac. Cyberpunk breaks a lot. We are doing it live. Uh, <laughs> Galactic Federation pickups and more on the Triforce podcast. Okay. I got it. I think I got it. I got everything all queued up. I got lug nuts on, and I upload. Remember to upload lug nuts. Go me. I love it when I do my job. Most people do. You know. So, I would say... I don't even know how we got to see that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was something you said, (laughs) and we ran with it to where the seats would eject out the side of the car whenever you put it in sport mode. Yeah, yeah. Besides the drivers. Yeah. Besides the drivers. Because the law. The law should be. You don't need passenger seats. You don't need to have passengers. (laughs) No, you don't need a pass. You're a driver. That's no. extra weight. You know what? If you're a solo driver, especially like you're just going in a race, like fuck those seats. You know what? Mode. I'll wear those other socks. They're a little bit lighter. Yeah. Boom. Win. Done. Done. So um, we it should be law that they should hit right here because that's a subscribe button. And then right above my head, well, that's going to be all of the Triforce podcast in a playlist. And right above his head, well, that's going to be the very best Purge Hangers and Wall Hangers video for you. And as our main man Connor says, one punch! One punch! <laughs> <laughs>